You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to episode 13 of Electric Bike Radio and the final episode of our inaugural season, Shifting Gears. I'm Jared, and this is my partner in crime, Dwayne. Hey, Jared. So this episode, we are going to talk about gears. And if you grew up with bikes, you most likely started with a one-speed, single-speed bike, probably with a coaster brake. And most people at some point move up to a bike with gears. Maybe it's a three-speed cruiser or a 10-speed road bike or even an 18- or 21-speed mountain bike. I remember my first bike with gears very clearly. It was a six-speed blue mountain bike with a standard shifter on it. But I also remember trying to ride my dad's spray-painted Dayglo green 10-speed with the column shifters. (laughs) Yeah, my first bike was a classic Schwinn single-speed with the banana seat and the the high-rise handlebars that are real popular again. But, you know, I never really loved that bike. Uh, The first bike that I loved was a yellow Schwinn 10-speed road bike with the skinny road tires and the drop handlebars, and I remember riding that bike all over town. Well, these days, you can get electric bikes with gears and without, and there are good reasons to choose either depending on how and where you ride. So in today's episode, we're going to first cover the basics of what gears on a bike do and how they work, then we'll get into how having an e-bike changes all sorts of things. Yeah, so let's start with what gears do and and how they work, and just take the electric bike part out of the equation for the time being. And now, because I don't want to upset a certain overly technical nerd out there, meaning you, Jared, uh, we're going to introduce one somewhat techie term uh, that we'll, we'll keep coming back to that's really ultimately pretty simple, and that's torque. Well, I'll own that compliment, Dwayne. Thank you. Um... So let me geek out here for a second, but trust me, this is all going to make sense pretty quick. So torque, it means the twisting force you are applying to a rotating mass. In bike talk, what that means is really how much force you can apply to your rear wheel by pushing down on the pedals. When you're going up a steep hill, you want the maximum amount of torque. The most important thing is getting up that hill, not exactly how fast you do it. On flatland, or going downhill, you're not going to need the same amount of torque. Right, so on a one-speed bike that has no gears that you can change, the maximum amount of torque that you can apply depends solely on your legs. When you're going up a steep hill, your only option to get up that hill is to push harder on the pedals. But when you're going on flat ground or you're going downhill, you don't need to push as hard. But if you want to go faster, your only option is to pedal faster. you got to spin those cranks faster to go faster. Exactly. This is where the gears come in. So gears let you trade torque for speed or speed for torque. So if you're going uphill on a bike with gears, you can shift to a different gear that will make you pedal faster, but you'll move slower. That said, you'll be multiplying your torque and making it easier for you to get up the hill just at a slower speed. And just so we're all on the same page, we call that a lower gear when you shift to a speed that's going to uh, make your pedals move faster so you have more torque. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, when you get over the crest of the hill and you want to go faster, and you're going downhill, and you don't need that ultimate twisting force applied to the rear wheel, you can trade some of that force for speed by shifting to a higher gear. Each time you turn the pedal, each stroke is going to take you further, and you'll go faster. But then, when you hit flat land again, it's going to start getting a little harder to pedal. 
you can shift again and you're going to find somewhere probably in between the low gear going uphill and the high gear downhill, something in the middle that's a balance between torque and speed. Yeah, so that's basically how the gears work. And remember we had mentioned that you can get bikes with all sorts of different numbers of gears. You can get a 3-speed, you can get a 10-speed, 21 or more. The number of gears doesn't really mean that one bike will go faster or climb hills better than the other. For the most part, what it means is that the the number of options that you have for trading torque for speed is greater. It's more granular, right? It's more, you have smaller increments uh, to make adjustments. It's just like cars. You know, it wasn't uh, too long ago that it was pretty common to have a four-speed automatic transmission in a car. That was pretty standard. Now most cars have six, seven, eight, nine, I think even ten speeds uh, in an automatic transmission. It doesn't mean the car is any faster. It just means that the car computer has more options for shifting to make the car work more optimally, to be more efficient or to be faster. It just provides more choices. So there are downsides to gears, too. They do add complexity. There's no doubt about that. There's nothing more durable or simple than a one-speed bike. They just work. There's almost nothing to adjust. No derailleur hanging off the back to get out of whack or get knocked and broken. The chain is almost never going to fall off a one-speed bike because the chain doesn't have any adjustments to make. And you'll never need to try to put it back on as long as your rear wheel is put on correctly. And one-speed bikes... You know, tip for tack can be lighter when compared to the same bike with gears. So this is why single speed bikes are still so popular, even for adults. Think about the beach, flat, no hills, a beautiful view that just begs for you to cruise around at a slow pace and take it in. If this is the kind of riding you like to do, why would you get anything but a one speed beach cruiser? (laughs) Right. And so now that we've covered gears generally, that was a lot of background, Jared, but we kind of had to get through it. Um, Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Let's throw the electric motor into the equation and talk about how that changes things. Probably the most common thing we hear people say about electric bikes is that they kind of flatten the hills when you're riding. You know, what does that mean? What it means is that when you're pedaling, you don't have to apply near as much torque from your legs to get up a hill because the motor is helping you. It's also pushing. So a hill that was impossible to get up on a single-speed bike is now not only is it possible, but maybe it's even easy. And on a multi-speed bike, where you might have had to shift to a lower gear before to get the torque to get yourself up the hill, maybe you don't even have to bother anymore. You just add a little bit more throttle or a little bit more pedal assist. The motor helps you more and makes that easier. Guilty as charged, probably more often than I'd like to admit. (laughs) Well, me too. You know, and my Pedego bike has seven gears, but I find that I don't shift nearly as much as I did on a traditional bike. In fact, I would say maybe not never, but but rarely. Uh, And even then, I rarely use the very low gears. There's just no need. How I use my gears depends kind of on my reason for riding that day. If I'm out for exercise and I don't mind sweating... I might keep my motor at the lowest level of assist or entirely off. Then I'll use all the gears as I need and shift much more. If I need to go up a hill, the only way I'm going to get up it is by using those lower gears. If I'm commuting and running late, 
I crank the assist all the way up, put the bike in the highest gear, and pedal nice and slow and easy while letting the motor whisk me to work at full speed. I really don't have to change the gears at that point. And, you know, I've never really found myself wanting more gears on my e-bike. Honestly, if my bike was a single-speed bike, I, I think I would be fine with that. At least until I get caught somewhere out on the road with a dead battery. <laughs> then you need yeah. the gears for sure. <laughs> yeah, that situation would be fairly brutal. So with me, I think I have seven speeds. I've never wanted for more. I probably wouldn't be able to do with a one-speed given the amount of stuff I'm hauling sometimes with my cargo bike. But even going up a steep bridge, my seven gears are perfectly fine. I'm happy with seven. More gears would just add complexity, weight, and cost. Probably a front derailleur that I don't want. I don't need another switch. Just I, I'm happy with my seven gears. Now, we should mention that we both have hub drive motors on our bikes. And they do operate differently from mid-drive motors. And if you want to learn more about the basic differences, um, we covered that in episode two of the podcast called E-Bike Tech. But in brief, um, in a hub drive, the motor is applying torque directly to the rear wheel. Uh, it has no connection to the gear. So it will always be applying the same maximum amount of torque, of twisting force to the rear wheel. You can change the gears on the bike and not impact how much force the motor is applying to the rear wheel at all. Uh, it only changes the amount of force your legs are applying to the rear wheel if you're helping the motor by pedaling at the same time. Now, on a mid-drive bike, the motor is up front with your legs, and it's attached to the pedals just like your legs. So shifting gears um, acts on the motor just like it does with the power you're providing through your legs. If you shift up, you'll reduce the torque from the motor in exchange for speed. And if you shift down, you'll trade speed for hill climbing torque. But you can get lazy with gear changes on a mid-drive bike just as easily as a hub drive. And, and we mean that in a good way. <laughs> so that's gears. And now we've talked about e-bikes with gears. So let's talk about what this means for you if you're shopping for a bike. If you live in a relatively flat area, you plan to cruise around in comfort rather than push for heavy exercise, and you don't plan on hauling a lot of heavy cargo, don't shy away from an e-bike just because it only has one speed. The motor allows single-speed bikes to go places that you might not have gone before and do it faster with less strain. And these single-speed bikes, they come in a lot of different frame styles. Uh, my dad and his wife have rad runners, which are more of the mini-bike style, and they get around just fine uh, down here in the St. Pete Clorida area where we have only mild hills, but we do have bridges <laughs> over the intercoastal <laughs> waterway that can be difficult to get over. But uh, we know plenty of people with single-speed bikes, uh, single-speed cruisers, like the ones from Electric Bike Company, uh, and they get along just fine without gears. Meanwhile, if you plan to do very fast rides for exercise or carry heavy cargo or a passenger on a regular basis, you will want to make sure you have some gears. Also, while e-bikes can flatten hills, they can't flatten mountains completely. So gears are really a necessity in an area with really steep or long climbs. You don't want to be using full throttle on a motor going up a hill for an extensive amount of time. I'm talking like five, ten minutes straight. Definitely want gears there. Uh, most e-bikes have gears, so there's a huge selection here. 
If you're looking for a mid-drive, all the Bosch and Shimano systems have gears, as far as I'm aware. Uh, that includes mountain bikes from Trek, Specialized, and even some of REI's co-op branded bikes I was looking at last weekend when I was uh, taking that picture for the last episode of the podcast. It also includes Cannondale Road Bikes, built for speed. For hub drive bikes with gears, the list is nearly endless. Uh, almost all the major manufacturers have gears on most of their bikes, and most of the smaller manufacturers that have a couple of models usually gravitate towards a multi-geared city commuter bike, mountain bike, or a folding bike frame. And if you really want to check something interesting out, there's at least one company out there that uses a belt drive with an internally geared rear hub, meaning no derailleur and no mess. And that's Priority Bicycles. I happened upon them looking for actually a new regular bike for my daughter. Uh, we haven't ridden one, but heck, I'd like to check one out. <laughs> yeah, me too. So that wraps up this discussion of gears and how they relate to e-bikes. We might have to tackle chain versus belt drives in another episode, but let us know in the comments if that's something you'd be interested in hearing about. And in fact, leave us comments or questions on our Facebook page or Twitter or email us at ebikeradio at gmail.com. And as we mentioned at the top, this wraps up our first season of Electric Bike Radio. It's been a blast so far. Stay tuned for our next episode, the first episode of next season, where we have a special episode. We're interviewing the founder and president of Electric Bike Company, Sean Lupton-Smith. If you haven't heard of Electric Bike Company, they're a somewhat unique bike company in the e-bike world in that they design and manufacture their bikes in the USA. And they're opening up a new factory next month. So we're excited to talk to Sean about how an e-bike company goes about producing a bike, what some of the challenges are, uh, his new factory, and where he thinks the e-bike industry is going. We're guessing he'll say it's going up. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, we are really looking forward to that interview. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of good information in that show for everybody. So please follow or subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice so that you don't miss that episode. As long as you're subscribed, you will get a notification uh, as soon as a new episode publishes. We are on nearly every podcast player that you can think of. We're on Apple, Google, CastBox, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and probably a dozen more. Thanks for listening. Thanks to you and thanks, Dwayne, for a great first season of Electric Bike Radio. And stay tuned for season two of Electric Bike Radio. 